Nourish your inner power with alcohol-free organic sparkling teas and botanicals made with ethically sourced, regeneratively grow ingredients. That's right, drinksarilla.com. That's drink, S-A-R-I-L-L-A.com. And you can check out their variety of flavors from sparkling organic green hibiscus tea to sparkling organic white ginger tea. They have sparkling organic apple black tea, sparkling organic lemon black tea, Tulsi lime sparkling botanical, and rubus vanilla sparkling botanical as well. That's six different flavors to serve. Or you can check them out online and get the Cirilla starter pack sampler gift. Drinksarilla.com. Try it today. Welcome to the Bullish Picks Podcast. All information herein is for information purposes only. Nothing heard on this podcast is considered financial advice. Bullish Picks cannot and does not assess, verify, or guarantee the adequacy, accuracy, or completeness of any information heard on this show. The hearer bears responsibility for her or his own investment research and decisions. Great day, family. You are tapped into the Bullish Picks podcast with your main man, 100 Grand, Ken Blanks Harrell, right here, streaming on your favorite podcast and platform where we give you everything you need from Main Street to Wall Street so that you can navigate these choppy waters. You've got stock market questions. I've got stock market answers. Tap in. Catch me on IG at Ask Blank. All right. All right. We are here. We are back for another episode of the Bullish Picks podcast with your main man, 100 grand, Ken Blanks Pharrell. And we are here this evening giving you some some news you can use talking about what I like to consider the foundation of investing. No pun intended, but I think this is the real the real foundation is the pillar of it. We're talking about an asset class that you can invest in that is much older than Wall Street, all right? A proven avenue to building generational wealth. So I hope you got your notepads, pens ready. I hope your ears, eyes, everything's alert so that you can tap in, so that you can learn, because we're going to spend some time with a gentleman I've been privileged to know for a couple of decades, who is an accomplished licensed realtor as well as licensed contractor who has um, had a very innovative approach towards real estate investment that has helped a number of clients over a lot of years. So without any further ado, I want you guys to help me in, in bring in a warm, bullish welcome, warm, bullish picks podcast. Welcome to the one and only Mr. Clayton Neal. Good evening. Good evening, man. Thank you for that uh, warm introduction. Um, I, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you said a lot there. I've definitely, uh, I've definitely been in, and in, 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 I hate to say the game because it's not a game. You know what I'm saying? It's anything but a game. It's, it's very real in the field. Um, but I've been in the real estate arena for 20 years now. Um, and I don't want to say I'm dating myself because I, I started young. Um, but yeah, 20, this uh, August of this year will mark the 20 year anniversary of uh, my first real estate acquisition, uh, which is a single family property in Detroit. But a little bit about myself, um, Clayton Neal, uh, Detroit native, uh, licensed realtist, 
realtor, uh, licensed general contractor. I'm an investor myself and developer. Um, and I, I take I take very good care and ownership and accountability in making sure that my clients are left in good hands when I leave them, meaning good hands in their investment, right? Making sure that they look to me for guidance, advice. I love to be the go-to real estate, and I hate to use the word expert. I, I, I never use that word for my, you know, talking about myself. But I like what to about be guru. You like be a guru? Would that be a better word? Or that <laughs> further into I, the wrong? I like to be the person that they consider, you know, that's knowledgeable on various topics within the real estate arena. I'll say that, you know, that I feel good that they have confidence that they can come to me with a variety of questions regarding real estate, whether it be commercial real estate, residential real estate. We're talking about mortgages, interest rates, fixing and flips, buying holds, short-term rentals. Whatever the case may be, I try to give as good of insight, educational responses. I try to remove my opinion and base a lot of the things that I give my clients and, you know, prospective clients. I try to give them everything, you know, fact-based information and allow them to make informed and educated decisions. Because I never want anybody to make any decisions based off of something solely that I said. I'm going to give you the tools and I'm going to give you the information for you to basically do a little bit of research and build a foundation upon the information that I presented to you so you can feel comfortable in a decision that you ultimately have to make and live with. So I hang my hat on that. My strategy and, you know, the way I go about things has, you know, proven to be you know successful for me over the years because I don't do a bunch of marketing. I don't do billboards and I'd love to. I just don't do it. I've been blessed to be busy enough from my sphere, you know, my core group, my network, friends, family, colleagues, associates that have, you know, trusted me with their business and trusted me enough to refer me to people that are looking to do business. Oh, it's important for me to, you know, stay educated, do things ethically, you know, share, you know, we each one teach one, right? Make another one better. I mean, it's important to share. And sometimes, you know, it comes back, sometimes it doesn't, but you never share because you're looking for anything in return. You share because it's the right thing to do. We, we want to see everybody get ahead. So uh, my journey has been long. It, it hasn't always been, you know, roses and tulips. You know, I've, I've had trials and tribulations along the way because I had no blueprint. So I made mistakes and I learned from those mistakes. You know, they were valuable mistakes. Um, They were part of my education along the way because, I, you know, I, I didn't have a mentor to kind of guide me and tell me I learned on the fly. So I try to share my experiences, good and bad, with the people that I encounter and, and try to uh, make sure that they understand potential pitfalls so they don't fall into unnecessary traps that could have potentially been avoided, you know, had they educated themselves properly and deal the, you know, d- did the proper due diligence before jumping into a real estate investment. Because real estate is unforgiving. And I mean that in the, you know, the, the most serious way. It's an investment like any other investment. And, you know, you, you can make money, but you can lose money. I mean, you can lose a lot of it. So it's, it's important that you understand. And I don't say these things to scare people. I say these things to just present the real, right? To present the real. Understand what, what you're getting into, but get into it. But it's, it's about getting into it the right way. A lot of people try to jump in two feet first, which is okay. But it's okay to put your feet in the water just to see if it's warm or cold or whatever. 
don't get in over your head is the gist of the story, right? Don't try to take on too much too quick because you think it's easier. You've been watching YouTube videos and HGTV and all this. They're, they're going to show you the good, but they don't show you all the things that go on behind the scenes and all the he- headaches and legwork and, you know, mistakes that they have made. They're going to paint a great picture. It's not always a great picture. So I want to be abundantly clear about that. It's not always a great picture. It can be a great picture, but it's 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 up to you to make sure that you're putting yourself in the best position to win. The only way to do that is by putting yourself around people that know more than you and then ultimately building a confident and a team that's informed on the things that you don't know about. And I always tell people when you jump into real estate, it's important to have a team. It's to have a team. And I mean by team, I mean a team of professionals, contractors, real estate agents, you know, title companies, an attorney, a tax person. I, I preach these things because they're all integral parts of your collective team. And you need each one of these people if you plan to be successful and be in this industry long term. Well, well said. Well said. I mean, that's a that's a heck of a journey. I appreciate you just giving us all the opportunity to just kind of take a a very brief walk in your shoes or more or less just sit on your more, more like sitting your, on your couch. More like we sat on your couch for a little while. Then then take the walk through your shoes. So we know you've seen a lot of things that, that folks have may have not seen. Um, I know that you come highly referred, highly referred, highly preferred and referred. I've personally used you, your services on our over well over a dozen transactions over the years. And I know that you know the ins and outs and the outs and ins. What would you say is the current climate of the real estate investment market in the United States? I know you may not be able to speak for every, I'm not looking for, you know, I don't know how it's doing. I know it's different between, you know, what's happening in California versus New York. I know it's location, location, location. But I'm just saying from an overall sentiment standpoint, our uh, domestic investors, and I've heard for a while, it was a wave of investors coming from overseas buying up properties and developing in the U.S. I just don't know what's the current, you know, environment for real estate investment in the U.S. Uh, it's a great question. <clears throat> great question. And, and, and I'm glad you said that because I, I can't speak to every region, um, every state in the United States because, you know, real estate, it, it can be regional, right? As far as, you know, the overall climate. And that's based on a lot of things. It's, you know, it's, it's based on, you know, current developments, future developments. Obviously, the interest rate, which is, you know, applicable across the board, but every region is different. But overall, what I've seen, there was a slowdown overall, nationwide, worldwide. Realistically, if we want to go worldwide, it was a slowdown in the real estate market because we were in a a very, very unique situation for about good three or four year run. You know, I could say from like 20, 2019, 2018, but definitely 2019 through like 2022, early 22, where interest rates definitely sparked a boom in the market, right? Because your money went so much further, right? Your money went so much further and that spiked the market specifically for the, you know, the owner occupant market, right? The people who are looking to, you know, upgrade their home, sell their current home, upgrade their home, buy a bigger house for less money, relocate. And then also with the, um, you know, the, the, the change in the climate of the work industry, when people allowed to work remotely, a lot of people move from a, some of those more expensive areas to 
different areas and basically upgraded their living style because they can pretty much work from anywhere. So there are a lot of different things that kind of all rolled into one, played a, a role in the spike, right? Then you have the slowdown, which was naturally because of the increase in the rates, right? So, you know, we were seeing, we've seen all time lows in interest rates. And now, you know, they're, they're, they're double, doubling, and in some cases, triple, depending upon what you, what, what kind of rate you had and, you know, what you would qualify for now. The rates are, are, and I don't like to say a lot higher. They're just a lot higher than what they were at all time lows. And, and this goes back to the educational piece that I said before. If you understand real estate and you understand the history behind the interest rates and what rates once were and when they went to and when they changed and look at the charts and see how inflation played a role, you know, with interest rates and the housing market, because there's a direct correlation between all of these things, you wouldn't be scared by the interest rates. And I'm saying all that to say is it's all relative to the climate right now where you still see a very investor heavy market, right? Investors are still buying, 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 buying. Mortgage rates were down second half of 2022, quarter three and four. And then we started to see them creep up a little bit in Q1 of this year because people have kind of, you know, the dust has kind of settled, you know, the shock value of the increased rates has kind of worn off. So people are trying to like, okay, well, you know, it is what it is now. This is what I have to do. This is what we have to do. But if they really look back and, and, and saw the trajectory of interest rates, whether the spikes, the dips, the, the highs, the lows, whatever the case may be, you would understand right now, the climate that we're in right now, the interest rates are fair rates. Okay. And I don't even want to say, in my opinion, it's a fact. These are like average rates right now. These are like what the rates, these are like a normal interest rate right now. You know, six or seven percent like is like a normal interest rate. But, you know, it, it, it scared people because it's like, well, how high are they going to go? Well, you don't know that, right? But they are what they are right now. So what are we going to do? And I tell people, go back and look. I've had interest rates, you know, you know, 15 years ago that are, I've said this before on the, on the morning show, interest rates that are, you know, 12, 13%. Tattle. So when I hear people talk about a 6% interest rate being high, I say, well, you you have no idea what a high interest rate is. 6% is not it. 6% so is we're not talking high. about 6%. Now, as you, as you throw these numbers out, we're talking about for a 30-year fixed, correct? Those aren't like investment, investor rates for investment properties right. or hard right. money loans or private loans. That's vanilla right. 30-year fixed you want to live their house, correct? Yeah, exactly, exactly. These are these are owner-occupied primary residence houses. Now, on an investor side, the rates depend upon the type of mortgage. So if you still get a traditional conventional mortgage, right, 30-year on an investment property, your rate's still not going to be 11%, 12%. It's going to be a little bit higher than the, you know, the 6 or 7%. Yes, because you know, it's not a primary residence. There is some benefits of primary residency when it comes to acquisition rates, so on and so forth. And if you do a cash out refinance, those rates are traditionally a little bit higher, but still, still not 11 or 12%. Now you can see those high rates when you're going into, you know, what we call like the private lending sector or AKA hard money loans for those investors that really get busy out here. You say hard money, that's, you know, private lending institutions. 
their rates are a little bit higher because generally those are considered, I don't want to say risky investments, but the money is a little bit easier to acquire, but the duration and the term is a lot shorter. So yeah, they're going to lend you the money, but they're not going to give you a super low interest rate because we're not lending you this money for a long time. So in order for this to make sense for us, we've got to charge a little bit more or we're never going to make money. Otherwise, we're just lending you money for free. Nobody's doing that, right? So that's kind gotcha. of see higher rates in those private lending sectors because you have a much shorter duration for the long term. So in order for it to make sense, you know, you, you, you're going to see some increased costs in those sectors. Um, gotcha. But the gotcha. overall climate of the industry, investors understand that it's still a buying time right now. I had a, a you know a meeting or so a few weeks ago, and I and I actually showed some people some charts that showed you know the interest rates and then kind of the correlation with the overall median housing values across the country. And then it showed it's very similar to like a stock chart, right? And when you know it went low. Then it went up, right? And this is over. This was like for like a thirty year. It's like a thirty year chart. It went back to like nineteen eighty to kind of show the rates, housing values, the correlation. So you saw the dips as the rates went up. You know, you saw the spikes as the rates came down. But the dips never went back. If you follow me, the dips didn't go as low as they were during the previous dip, right? So I say the old highs become the new lows, if that makes any sense, right? So I'll put it in layman's terms, let's say a house appraised for, you know, $200,000, $300,000, and let's say the market, you know, kind of, you know, starts to tail off and hits a downward spiral. And say that that $300,000 house is now, you know, it, it takes a bit of a hit. You know, let's say, we, you know, we run into, you know, a quote-unquote recession. You know, the market, the market does something weird. Now that house takes a, let's call it a 20% reduction, right? So you just quick math, 20% reduction off a $300,000 house takes you down to what? 240000 Boom. All right. few years go by, you know, five, six, seven years. Boom. Market spikes up again because it's all cyclical. The market, the market dips, the market dips, it, it spikes. It dips, it spikes. Now that $300,000 house that went down to two forty, dollars now on the next groove, now that $300,000 house is three fifty dollars now, Right. And then it, it goes up and then the next the next wave happens and something happens and it dips. And now that house, you know, it dips down. Now it's it, it's 280 now or 300. You know, the old the old high is now the new low. If you can follow me from a visual standpoint. So I'm saying that from an investor standpoint, that they understand the market and pe people that have been doing this for 20, 30 years. They don't get scared by things like interest rates because they they know how the market moves. So we're going to buy when things are low, just like we tell people in the stock market, you know, hey, it's a great time to buy. You don't want to buy when everything is high. You don't want to buy when everything. Why do you want to buy everything at the top of the market? Where's your equity going to be? You know, where's your juice? How do you make money? Because when you buy, when you buy high, it's going to be a long time for you to see that 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 bubble that you're looking for, because most likely if you buy at the top of the market, you're going to see a dip in the market before you see your gain. Because that's just how the market goes. So right now you should be buying, especially from an investment standpoint, you should be buying. Now, if you're looking from an owner occupant standpoint, it's very it's very important to understand 
the location, which is always important, but it's, it's important to understand the location. It's important to understand, you know, what's going on in your area, right? Are people moving in or are people moving out? This is all information that you can find. You know, how many houses have sold over the last 36 months, 24 months in this area? You know, where are these people coming from? Understanding all that because you say, okay, well, this might be an area that I want to buy in. Or this may, may be an area that I don't want to buy in. And here's why. There's, there's, there's never a thing as too much information, right? But you have to act on it. You don't want to get into that thing where you just keep finding, looking for information, but you never make a move. Get enough information to say, okay, I can kind of see this picture and I'm either going left or I'm going right, right? That so, analysis paralysis. Yeah, seriously, because people, people find themselves, they do so much research and then they never make a move. And it's like, you got all this information and, and, it's, and then it, it, it becomes overwhelming for them. And then it's like, oh, I, I, don't, I don't think that they end up talking themselves out of it because they, they've overdone their studying. You know, they've over they, they've too much, too much due diligence. If there's such a thing, it's just like, get what you need and then figure, figure out what, what your move is going to be because all you're doing is wasting your most valuable asset at that time, which is your time, right? And, and, and time waits for no one. So as time progresses, because if you could be one of those people that was sitting on the sidelines, oh, I'm going to make, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something when markets was two or 3%. And then you, you keep studying and, and, lo, and lo and behold, you know, a year and a half, two years go by and rates are six or 7%. If you were looking to buy owner occupancy, you know, and, and rates matter to you and, you know, you're on some kind of fixed budget and, you know, you're looking at certain areas. So yeah, don't overanalyze, get what you need and get in the game. Well, I just let it breathe right there. That was a mic drop. Don't overanalyze. Get in the game. You heard it here first, folks. We're going to take a pause for the cause. We are here with Mr. Clayton Neal, real estate. I'm going to just say real estate go-to. He's your go-to guy in real estate investment. He knows what he's doing, has a wealth of experience over two decades in the business. We're not going to say in the game. We're going to say in the business. Of real estate because it is business it's real deal and uh we got so much more to unpack with this phenomenal guest very grateful to have him in our space stay tuned stay locked in with us we want to go ahead and hear a couple words from some of our sponsors those who make it possible for us to provide this quality content for you on the bullish picks podcast with your main man 100 grand ken blake Sorrell. we'll be right back stay with us Great meals start with Mount Sinai olive oil. Mount Sinai olive oil is first cold pressed with no added preservatives, which gives it a rich and delicious flavor. No matter what's for dinner, Mount Sinai olive oil is here with the delicious pure oil to pair it with. Shop online at MountSinaiOliveOil.com. <laughs> 